Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Call Out Culture. I am your host, Alaska. I'm here with my friends, Curly Castro and one Zilla Rocka. Today, Hello. we are going to run through a potentially disaster of an idea, or it might be one of our best episodes ever. It's really... We've done this before. This is not. We're not virgins. So, am I? Well, this one's this one's a little more loose, like because that one that one had a very definitive structure. Yeah, um, sure. You know, so we we were we were limited to one population to pick from. Ah, this is this is from whatever the fuck you want. Oh, got it. Okay. Got yeah, it. it could be. It doesn't oh. have to just be rappers. It could well, be can anything. Just, I mean, just to keep the um, universal magnetic, can can we either say like, don't pick dead people, or do, you know, something like that? Just give me some. <laughs> no, some you pick whatever mind. you want. It could be a concept. It could be. It could be a scene from a TV show. Ooh. It could be anything you want it to be. You know what? There was um v- many years ago when blogs were first taking off. There was this blog I used to read, and they did like a field of sixty-four like this. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was of like the most, it would be like mayonnaise versus like the Sunday paper or something. <laughs> like people yeah. just pick a shit. <laughs> so, so that's basically what we're doing, but we're, we're building a franchise. Yes. Um, we're we're going to look at it like a basketball team where you got a starting five. Mm. One of the members of that starting five is your franchise player. Mm. You got a six man. Right. You got a bunch of rotational parts. Mm-hmm. And then you got your Brian Scalabrini, the end of the bench. It, it, but it's not going to be Brian Scalabrini. It could just be. Anything. I mean, it could be if you want it to be. He I'm just that calling that. Dude. I'm calling that position the Brian Scalabrini because he was, you know, the 12th man all, at all times. Yo, Jason Kidd got him that that check from the Celtics. He was on those Nets teams. And yeah, I was saying this to Castro a couple weeks or like a week ago where he he was like really good friends with Jason Kidd and like was having a catch with the son in the backyard. He's like, yeah, so I'm leaving the team. I'm going to Boston because you make me look so good. I'm getting stupid paper. And Jason Kidd goes, damn, why is everybody leave me? All I do is get people paid. <laughs> I'm like, he was heartbroken over Brian Scalabrini leaving the fucking nets. So, true story. so yeah, so, so this is the, this is the call out culture franchise. Okay. And um, so what, like I said, you're going to have a franchise player, right? You're going to have starters two through five. Sure. You're six man. Uh, and then you're going to have five rotational players and then your Brian Scalabini role. So you're going to have 12 all together. Okay. Sounds okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start a note tab on my, on my laptop so I can at least document some of these okay. people I'm thinking of. So, so why don't we start with our franchise player? Unless you want to sure. go from the Brian Scalabini. No, let's, let's to start the from the top, baby. Okay. So, so I'll start. And my franchise player is sleep. Wow. That, that's I mean, what we're doing. You know, sleep. <laughs> There's nothing better, nothing better in the world than sleep. Nothing better for you in the world than sleep. Wow. It's just the magic, the magical elixir. Like, like honestly, when you've had a long day, wow. is there anything better than just laying down and feeling that sleep take over your body? You know what's dope? Like, once you hit your 30s, like you really, really respect and understand sleep. When you're 20s yeah. and teens, you're like, fuck that. I, we own the night. I'm never going to bed. Right. I um I have to I have to just I have to wholeheartedly well I have to 
trying to use something different and wholeheartedly. I have to respectfully disagree. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> a lot of people growing up, you know, I, so this is where I go from. So people, when they think about sleep, I go to the Jackson 5 animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. And um, the premise of that, um, I don't know if you're old enough in Alaska, I don't know if you even paid attention oh, I, on TV. I, I watched the, the Jackson 5 cartoon. Okay. So it was one of those cartoons that um, one was not a full half an hour. So it would come on at the end of certain broadcasts. So back in the day, mm-hmm. we used to have some, some shows that didn't run the full gamut of the broadcast. And then you would slot in another show, whether that be Woody Woodpecker. Oh, um, I love Woody um, Woodpecker. Chili Willy, you know, stuff that yes. was like six, seven minutes. Yeah. That you could kind of slide in. Troopy Dog. Troopy. Exactly. Yeah. So, this is my so uh, the Jackson Five cartoon. Sometimes they would be short. Sometimes they would be regular size. But the premise was, he would stand. They, he would always be fussing about going to sleep, mm. and his parents would be like, "You have to go get some sleep." And he couldn't sleep unless he was standing on his head, in the bed. And then when he would stand on his head in the bed, that's when he would go into the REM sleep and have these type of adventures in this cartoon land. Okay. And I always bring that up because that seems like such an extreme way to try to get your children to sleep. And I know. Um, I'm friends with many parents and they tell me about all of the nightmares that they go through, you know, like the kid, you know, with the, uh, you yeah. know, the little the snooze camera and the kids doing all types of stuff when they're toddlers crawling in and out of the crib. And then when they get older, if they have a sibling, they're fighting dead at night and then so on and so forth. I was never one of those children. I like to go to sleep. I had my fill <laughs> of my day. You fucking dork. And when I was, when I was tired, I went to bed. I don't know what the hell everybody else was fighting up good fight for i thought y'all kids were retarded because i woke up at a decent hour and check this out i would be up at five six right maybe when my mom was getting up you know early in the morning just to have everything prepped and i could sit and watch tv early in the morning because i was bright eyed and bushy tail because i had enough sleep i wasn't rolled Mm -hmm. up in the comforter and like going through these growing pains it seemed so painful i always got decent sleep and you could ask my mom so Mm -hmm. i was always confused when i would hear about kids oh i stayed up late or kids, I had a rough morning. You had a rough morning. Mm. You're seven years old. The hell is wrong with you? And so as we got older, then it started being more abnormal. As when I went to college, I went to bed at eight o'clock on the weekends. I was like, you know, I'm just using my uh, certain cash flow. What's wrong with you? You going to bed this early? Yes. I will see y'all whenever I'll see y'all. Because most of the time, whatever they would get involved with wasn't worth me missing sleep for anyway. Some stupid lame party. I went to college in the 90s. Wasn't that much going on. Whoever was doing heroin kept it to themselves and everybody just came back and just, you know, then they would wake me up. So that's what would happen. They would come back from the little jaunt and then be back around 10, 11 or whatever. And I would wake up because I already got in a good three, four hours of sleep. Mm. Also in the mornings, I wake up four or five o'clock. So I, I can do three, four hours of work before most people are even cognizant. So I respect your, your number one choice. Alaska, I think it is very important. And I think a lot of people really value it when it comes time but i never went through anything like that i always was welcoming sleep me and mr sandman he would bring me a dream and i would be willing um, ready and willing good uh castro why don't you go second since you're not a fan of sleep um he's a big fan of sleep well as, yeah. as the franchise would you would you have picked sleep as the franchise no player? my franchise play is is 92 93 xavier mcdaniel like I'm still like confused as what we're doing. Um, when the Knicks acquired, wait, Xavier you're really Daniels. gonna take him with your number one pick in the all-purpose draft, the all-purpose oh, yeah. humanity yeah. draft, 92 yeah. to 92, 93. 93. Xavier McDaniel, the unlocking. 
I call him the unlocking. The Knicks would have never been whatever they turned into without a team that never won anything. Gotcha. Excuse you. Excuse you. A team that finally got some balls and and um and took and took it to the Chicago Bulls. See what people forget is we lost to the Bulls because we took it to the Bulls. Everybody Mm. else was scared, cowering to the Bulls. Um, please. Oh shit. You Um, really took it to them when you lost every year. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my god. Hold on. Um anyway, my pick is 92-93 Xavier McDaniel. Um mm. he was a great mid-range shooter. He had just come off a wasted year in Phoenix after his all-star stellar career in Seattle. Seattle. Yep. And he used to he used to go right in Oakley's face and swing on him. Oakley intimidated everybody. Not X-Men. Better get wow. the hell out of here, Oakley. You couldn't even see you know, one of your leg is shorter than the other. Get the hell out of here. He had one of the coolest uh coolest uh posters ever, too. The X Man poster. Did. Oh yeah, he did. Um, wow, what a what a, what a what a franchise player you picked. Uh, ninety two to 92. <laughs> oh my god. Um, my franchise pick's gonna be Seinfeld. I'm going Seinfeld. Oh, All of it. That's a good pick. Boom. Okay. My, so All of you it. Know. No, no individual episode. Season. No, just the whole run. Even the okay. even the weaker final. Well, the final seasons after Larry David left, and it was weird with like the Phil Rizzuto keychain and and Kramer cooking himself on the roof. How many seasons? The how many seasons? When did Larry David kick off? Like how many seasons did they do without Larry? Without that's a good question. I think he probably did. I I would guess four or five, and then he bounced. Yeah, I don't think he stayed through the whole run. I think they did seven to nine seasons, maybe. Um, Okay. Yeah. But I'm going Seinfeld as the franchise. Uh, you know, it's now 30 years old. I still make weekly references to it at some point in my life to somebody. Um, even if they're not around, I, I I giggle to myself about something George Costanza said or done or something else. Uh, my favorite all-time Seinfeld episode is the opposite episode. I know every line to that for episode because it's the best one. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Instead of chicken salad and be intimidated, tuna salad and walking right up to her. Hi, I'm George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. Hi, I'm Victoria. And then he ends up getting a job with the fucking Yankees on that episode. Remember, he goes up to Steinbrenner. Mr. Steinbrenner, you and all your insane moves have brought great heartache to me and millions of Yankees fans. And he's like, hire this man. That did happen. That's a lie. That happened. So that's my franchise pick is Seinfeld. There you go. All right, boom. All right, so so, sleep is so, off the board. So, uh, 92 to 93, Xavier McDaniel and Seinfeld. <laughs> all taken. I had to rejigger my whole team after the Oof, Xavier McDaniel. That was a hard one. I had to rebound quickly. <laughs> I, had to, I had to call the scouts. Who else do we have on the board? All right. So for, for my second pick, I'm going with the, um, sure I love you, man. the, the Ahsoka Tano Darth Maul arc at the end of the Clone Wars, like the last four episodes. Yo, it's my number two pick. Hold on. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. Just I just fell asleep. Say so that again. You in... said I just was falling asleep immediately when you said Star Wars. What did you okay. say? Oh, <laughs> would you grow up? So wait, so Alaska, this is the um this is new canon from the new animated episode. Yeah, right, from the new this... animated episodes that just came out okay. like last summer, the last okay. four episodes. Wait, what? um where it's it's the best say thing that Star Wars ever did. Say, say to Clara for this jackass because he's going to kill okay. Josh. And so the cartoon, the Clone Wars. 
sorry, it's, it's not as cool as like, you know, Spider-Man 3. But um, <laughs> definitely the, cool. the last four episodes. It is episodes, definitely cool the Spider-Man 3. The last four episodes of the Clone Wars, there was this arc that takes place as like Darth Vader is turning this thing called Order 66. Right. Um, so it's sort of like co- coincides with the movie and it's when, where his like apprentice finds out that he turned dark and like this weird alliance that forms kind of between her and Darth Maul, right. who was the villain in the uh, the first one. And um, it's just a really cool, like they, they really wrap up the story nicely and it's a really cool like way to tell the story. Wait, wait, let me, because I'm going to mess with it. So Darth Maul's legs get cut off in canon oh. in the movies. Oh, I was going to watch that. Zilla would love this. They jury-rigged and re-retconned. They jury-rigged and re-retconned both to mm. get him his legs back from him being cut in half and bring him back to life mm. in the Clone Wars um, side. So, what, so, so the key thing to, to notice is when a Star Wars character falls down a long tunnel, a, a, a myriad of things can and cannot possibly happen. So don't always think. Um, there was a time where Luke fell down a long tunnel. He ended up on an yep. antenna array hanging upside down like um, like one of the flying Walentas. Mm-hmm. And they went yep. found him. Um, is, is it, I think, uh, Alaska, I think there's one more somebody slipped down a long tunnel. I well, there, there's uh, Emperor Palpatine. Right, okay. Falls down you. a long hole. And then um, the only one that actually died was Han Solo. Oof. Right. Oh yeah, Palpatine still he did live. Yes, you're right. Yeah. The only one that did die was, but he fell off a bridge. So maybe the bridge. That's true. Part, it could be know, a bridge. Yeah. It could mm. be a bridge, right? But yes, yeah. Palpatine. It, it, was, it wasn't a contained hole. It was a wide chasm right. that he fell into. Mind you, big difference. All of these rebel alliance <laughs> Vast difference. Uh, vehicles yeah. have all of these long tunnels. To, so as fans, we would love. I need the architect, not the architecture. I need to meet this mm. guy. What are you doing? Where are you? Why are you building these weirdo things? Why can I, you know, destroy the Death Star with, you know, something that can shoot a, a soft hurt or whatever? I don't remember that line. Mm. It's, it's very strange how the, the architect and architecture is truly the downfall of the Rebel Alliance when you really oh, break it good. good stuff. Thanks can, for this. Can guy. I say the one thing that really bothered me the most? Definitely. Please do. All these, please. All these please. walkways over these like 900 yes, foot no, walkways, like no narrow surface. walkways. Not a single, not a single bar. Or a road. So this, is what happened. This, this is what happened, Alaska. Their yeah. HR must be excellent because your introduction <laughs> videos have to be so detailed so you don't yeah. just walk into that laser. Because even the Death Star laser, those guys are just standing there. And the yeah. laser like shot past them like 50 feet away. Like, a planet-destroying so, so, laser went an inch from a dude's head and he was like, all right. Yeah. So the HR and the introductory videos and or uh, media that you watch when you start a new job, the Rebel Alliance has the best out there mm. because they don't have a lot of collateral damage of these people dying because these things, these structures are very I strange. think I think we're boring Zilla because we're not talking about a psychic witch and a robot with a gem in his head living in a oh, this in is a great. This is, this, is, this is great. <laughs> this is great content. The fans are they're, they're <laughs> clamoring for this stuff. This is wonderful. <laughs> Uh, who's next in the draft, please? Yeah, we got 15 fucking picks <laughs> each to go. Let's go. We speed rich. this up. We really speed this up. Jesus Christ. So, um, okay. So for my second pick, I will take Malcolm X's gloved hand in the movie Malcolm X when he disperses the crowd with the finger points 
and the scaredy cop white cop the scaredy white cop says no man should have that type of power no one yes. man should have all that no one power. man should have that have all that power mm. and um Kanye West totally jerked uh, the line off um, uh, all right, Kanye West is banned from this draft, so don't you. I was gonna take him, he was gonna be my no franchise way. guy nah, just to nah. fuck with you. I was gonna take no, Kanye no, number no, one. On, that's not fair, that's not that's not even fair. I'm you know, I'm on uh, painkillers right now, very strong one. Mm. I do not want a, a, a the weird Ox. reaction, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, um, okay. so my pick, my second pick, my well, my other pick is the gloved hand of Malcolm X to control, mind you, they didn't control the crowd, the crowd was controlled secondary. Initially, he controlled his, his FOI Muslim brothers mm. as they were crowding the um, hospital, right. waiting for word that their um, their brother had gotten beaten up early that night, was going to survive the, um, the the police beat up, the police brutality that he had suffered early that night. Mm-hmm. Good. There we go. Good. good. Very good. That's quite a pick. Is this your number two? So that's your second starter, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. My 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 second starter this is a pre- I can't believe you're still on the board, Alaska. Uh, I'm going with coffee. Coffee is my Ooh, number two guy. Yeah. Needed mm-hmm. coffee. Um, I'm so so far today. I've had about 24 ounces of coffee. Uh, wow. I love coffee. I respect coffee. I've ordered more coffee online. It's going to be delivered to my house on Saturday. Um, wow. It's I can't imagine a life. I started thinking like, what what was I doing before I was drinking coffee every day? And the answer was, was there, soda. So was there soda? So wait, but but here's the thing. Coffee is pretty much scheduled certain you know morning time yes so what were you doing in the morning so uh, sunny d drink. uh milk oh. i don't know it was rough it was oh rough. my god that's the sunny d was incredible sunny, d sunny, sunny d's a late disgusting. round steal if you keep your ears open sunny d is the um is the uh pink <laughs> byproduct from ghostbusters 2 it was um flowing underneath new york yeah sunny, sunny d's a blown out me <laughs> Oh. oh man okay cool so there you go uh all right, all right. let's, so let's get our pick. third oh wait yeah you gotta go sorry i thought you picked sunny day i picked coffee coffee number <laughs> seven coffee right yeah you pick coffee <laughs> okay all right so my oh, number three pick is day. sam <laughs> my number three pick is sam Raimi. ew sam Raimi. sam Sam well, Rainey. I only, I only say that because I'm about to drop a one shot on Spider-Man three that I rewatched okay, with my but, child. But let's let's not pay attention. Evil to Dead Spider-Man is 3. wonderful. Evil Dead okay, one let's, and two. Okay, let's yeah, let's Dark Man. Okay, Dark, Dark Man's Man. an underrated movie, bro. Army of Darkness. Okay. Love Army the of Darkness. The Quick and the Dead. I didn't care. I like for that. that. With Gene Hackman. I like that. Didn't care for a that. A Simple like Plan. Ooh, with one. Billy Bob. Yep. Oh, Spider-Man one and two. And three. Come on. Three, yeah. We got three. Uh, drag me to hell. Never saw that. Oh, Ash versus the Evil like Dead. Ash versus the Evil Dead's fun. That's a fun Yeah, And then he's also doing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, MCU, we get everybody. We get it. Yo, long drag enough timeline. Drag Me to Hell is one of the greatest movies about a button and fucking it up. Yep. Because if he, right, you know what I mean? He switched it out. Oh, that was great. That was definitely great. <laughs> and I right. want and I want to know what the um subway people were talking about when everybody saw the, that white woman get dragged underneath the ground. Did everybody catch right? the next train? Mm. Oh, no, we gotta get to work. I'm not you know we gotta figure this out. Yeah, it's important. I know shit. I, I might have looked down there like mm. all right, yeah. next stop. Right. Let's go. I gotta get to work. Yeah. All right, who Castro? Who's your third pick <laughs> in the all purpose, all purpose everything draft? Oh my god, all right. Give me give me give me like 
15 seconds. Let me get it. Let me get it. Um, I mean, yeah. okay. you, you, ha- you have a can of it in front of you. That's your lifeblood. It's been holding you down. Okay. Okay. So my, it was going to be my third or fourth. Your pick? third, but your third score. Your Tobias Harris, score, if you will. Be, um, um, as much as he still denies it, even though we've been on the show for two years together now, my inspiration, the one and only Alaska, when he was in Hangar 18, he fucking sucks now. Wow. But back when he was in Hangar 18. <laughs> Hangar 18, Alaska had, off the board. Wow. Had, um, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> he had a certain mastery of what we call rap flows. And mm. what I liked was him and Wind and Breeze would um, challenge each other. So in my mind, I, ha- I had a whole mythological thing, y'all. So I would think that one of y'all were right before the other. Mm. And it was almost a challenge in the sense that, all right, I got this flow down. This is the flow for this song. And then the other one would match it. Now, I, I, from you know personal experience, you told me I wrote different than how I imagined it, but that's how my brain would do it. And I'd be like, oh, my God, how did they come up with this one? So, like, beat slow, um, <laughs> yes. you know, yeah. beat slow remix, uh, you know, just some great, great songs off the multi-platinum debut. And, um, and I'm just forever grateful Missy for Elliott. Oh, good But call. see, I wouldn't even, I, but I, there's no way I could have, my brain wasn't, my brain can't transfer flows like that. Yeah. So if the if the flow was like glued to somebody, a certain rapper, it would just stay as such. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't rip mm-hmm. off Missy. I didn't try to miss um, uh, Zilla did. He ripped off Montel Jordan. You can go look in the uh, I did. This is how we do it. It's nah, night. nah. I didn't. I, I didn't do that joint. I ripped yeah, off of uh, something for the honeys. Okay, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, um, but also Not what I like, the what I like, what I liked is um. <laughs> there was there was a whole revolution going on at that moment. Um, Destiny's Child was sing rapping, mm. and they were trying to pass it off as singing. It was very much sing rap, but it still had a higher higher cadence to it because it was still going quicker than it was. Mm. So my that might be the first is, time ever Hangar Eighteen was was uh, yep yeah. So my my pick is Alaska, and in and in turn, Wind and Breezes flows challenges to one another, and how successful they were at both. Too kind. Very good. Look no at you sucking up to the host of this this, this night's show. Um, <laughs> I like it. My third pick is Jean Claude Van Damme doing the split in Time Cop in the what? kitchen. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait! I have to rewind. You picked the Time Cops because these are specific. Splits, yes, not okay? not in Bloodsport yeah. when he ties his legs to the tree and does the split. The tree this breaks. is when when yeah. when the dude has a taser. And he jumps yeah. in the kitchen and does the split. And there's water on the floor for some reason. And a dude gets electrocuted. Because yeah. number one, you get this, the, the the mandatory split scene in all Van Damme movies. Two, yeah. time travel movie. If yep. anybody doesn't yeah. know, this is in his contract. That he yes. has to at least visibly show the split one yes. time. He has to do the split. He has to have sex with somebody where you see his bare ass. Three, he has to have a mullet, which he had checked time cop. Yeah. Four time travel movie where the ending doesn't make any sense because he, he he meets up with his past self and then Ron Silver meets his past self and becomes an amorphous blob and explodes. So True. and then he number five he's wearing an ill like blue like uh, vest. Right. Oh no, he's got the vest on, right? Yeah, oh, the, um, the time cop uniform, right? The yeah. Uniform. The, but when he transports back in time and he almost gets hit by like, the tractor trailer, he's got the fucking vest on, right? But it's it's that he did not do the split. He, it's curious he didn't do the split for the the, the track the trailer rolling over him. I thought that was always no. He true. like yeah, he like turned his head and then rolled out of the way. 
Right. If he right. does the split, he gets his head fucking whipped off. The, the okay, dope sure. thing about the split is it was like, no pun intended, a split second reaction. Quick, Im- immediately. Yeah. You know, like the one on the tree is like, oh, I'm training. I'm taking my Correct. time with this. This yeah. was like, yeah. boom, muscle memory. Yeah. Or, or, or wait, right. what's the other one where he does a split on like two chairs? Is that uh, uh, what's the name? Um, not blood sport. Um, kickboxer. No, he's practicing. It's he's, he's practicing. So I'm pretty sure that was blood sport because he was in a hotel. I think he was just. Uh, yeah. So there's two. Trying. There's one where he ties his leg to the tree. Trying. That's blood sport. I think kickboxer. He has the, the two chairs. He's like just lounging, practicing in the hotel room. No, I think that might be blood sport as well because okay. both, both of them are training. It, you could True. be right, but it was both a training move, like him, you know, yeah. like him sitting there stretching, you know, doing the True. hand thing training. Yep. All right. Good. That's okay. my third. All right. Fourth pick. Here we go. What we got? All right. So after this round, we'll take a quick break. Sure. Um, well, wait, so are you are you jotting this down? Have mm-hmm. you been jotting? Okay. No, I, I've been jotting down my picks. No, I, not everybody's picks. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Hold on. So the first, right, I'll I'll do a round by round. Hold on. So Alaska's okay. first pick was sleep. Ale- Castro, what was your first pick? Xavier McDaniel. Ninety-two to ninety-three. Xavier McDaniel. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You heard me the first time. Daniel. All right. Third, uh, then, then my th- third pick was Seinfeld. Okay. And then okay. Alaska's second pick was who? It was the, the last four episodes of the Clone Wars cartoon. The Clone. Ahsoka Tana. <laughs> Ahsoka Tana and Darth Maul. Last Darth four episodes. Ab- All right. I'm just writing the last four episodes of nerd shit. Cool. All right, nerd <laughs> shit. Castro, so Castro, you had uh, Malcolm X with the glove. Right, that was yeah, Malcolm X's glove. Malcolm X's his glove. gloved hand, I believe it was. Right, gloved hand. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> gloved hand. Um. All right, mine then was coffee. Okay, and then the last year, third pick was what? Sam Raimi. Sam. Well, oh, that, that's Sam Raimi. In, in I, you, you really believe in him to develop in totality. No, he's, he's not gonna I, mean, I think his I think his work speaks for itself. I True. think so too. Okay. Not, like oh, look at all the bangers we didn't mention. Like, come on. There's a lot of bangers. A lot of bangers. Um, Hall of Fame career right there. And then yeah. Casual, what was your what was your, your oh you said Alaska in Hangar 18? Alaska that which in turn would be Wind and Breeze and them Hangar 18 flow challenges that reminded me of okay. Destiny's Child sing rap. <laughs> Awesome. Good stuff. All right. So Alaska's next. And I, and I picked Jean-Claude Van Damme doing a split in time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, my number four starter is good credit. Mm. Oh, you need that. Yeah. You need oh, the good credit. A lot of four and five games going on right here now. That yeah. You need that good credit, fam. It really, really holds the team together there. It's it's important. Okay. Listen, I, I had a whole discussion with the kid, the millennial who works for me today, just about this topic, saying, listen, bro, you got to open the credit card, get the one with all the good perks, the cash back or the miles or the, the, the break on the gas, whatever you think is important. You pay all your monthly bills in the fucking credit card. You pay the credit card every month, every six to eight months, you get huge fucking dividends. Do it. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I'll be in debt. I'm like, no, you're going to be in debt if you spend like 30 fucking grand doing dumb shit on a credit card. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you to maximize that and pay it all. He's like, what if I pay the minimum, minimum balance? I was like, well, you can do that, but just make sure you pay it on time. Your credit's going to be popping. So there you go. Good credit corner. I respect that. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's my that's thing. really much to say about that. <laughs> Other than anybody that gives you guff about that, it's not your friend and you should disassociate with them. Immediately. Totally agree. Totally agree. Said the word guff. Guff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually is going to be related to my next pick. So, oh, okay. 
All right. What just, um just a hint. All right. So Castro's on the board. We got a lot of things still available. What what pick wait, so what there's a fourth so what pick. number pick am I? My fourth this is pick. uh so yeah, my, yeah, this is your fourth round. Picking a starter? Fourth round. Still yeah, starters, we're still starters. Yeah. You need a starter. All right. <laughs> this is glove hand. That's my favorite thing of all time. It's really great. <laughs> Barry Sanders and his and his and his stout decision to walk away from the game without getting the rushing record. Mm. And how it how it it rubbed so many people the wrong way. He didn't give a goddamn two fucks for shit. Ooh, he, he didn't give a goddamn with, two fucks for that's like poetry. Intact, <laughs> with his body intact, he yep. walk off with a limp and walk Mind off with his own sunset. Mind wow. intact, no CTE. I thought yep. I was really impressed with that when he wow. walked off. Because I was I was like, oh come on, Barry, I was such a Barry fan. But then when I got older, I understood it a lot more. Yeah. Um, mm. Strong choice. The the Lions are so fucking putrid. Um, I don't think they've won a playoff game in fifty to sixty years, That's and they're true. not even like lovable losers like how the Cubs used to be and how the Red Sox used to be. Where it's like, ah, oh, they're they're just bums, but we just like going to the games. It's like the Lions. Yo, do you know they've never won their division ever? Really? Isn't that fucking amazing? That. They've never won the division. So it's just Bears, fucking Vikings, and Packers for 50 years, bro. They had they had the top three running back ever. But no, they had how many they had like two or three like decent seasons from when when I was growing up. I can't remember. Two or three and Um, then they get smacked in the playoffs. They won the division um, in 83. Did they? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, and also 91 and 93. Okay, so three times in 50 fucking right. years they won the division in football right. built on parity. Um, Who's their best? Who was their quarterback that at least was Scott Mitchell? Scott, Eric, that was a Eric Kramer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else did they have? Um, uh, didn't they have, um, didn't they have um, Charlie Pete? Batch? Didn't they have um, Charlie Batch like him? Didn't they have um, Pete for a couple of years, but he didn't turn in anything? Pete, Rodney Pete, yeah, they did have Rodney, Rodney, Rodney Pete. Pete. Oh, yeah. you know they had to have my man Joey Harrington. He was, he was ill on, on, yeah. on the Dolphins. I had him in fantasy he was, on the he Dolphins. He was horrible. I remember he was bad there. But yeah, he I was terrible. Having my man Rodney Pete. Yeah, no, they also had um, Matt Stafford. Yeah, Stafford, yeah, and then Jared Goff. Yeah. Now, poor fucks. He's yeah, poor fucks. Uh, Megatron left in his prime. No, as I was about to say, they yes. had the they had like the they had tenth yes. best receiver ever. He quit at thirty. San yep. Barry Sanders quit at thirty. Yeah. Chris Spielman, remember him at linebacker? Yeah, I remember Spielman. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember. Remember Dude, Matt Millen? Yeah, Matt Millen was O line, right? O line. No, no, he Matt he Miller. was the GM. He, he drafted like GM. he drafted like five receivers uh, in a row that all sucked. Yeah, he was like the worst GM in history. But mm-hmm. they also had um Billy Sims before Barry Sanders, who was wow. a nasty running back out Billy of SMU. Sims, wow. Oh, I didn't. Even, uh, that was before my my time of like recognition. Mm. I, I don't think I yeah. paid attention to them at that point. All right. I'm on the board, the fourth pick. All right. My fourth starter is um, I had to go cereal. And I went with, mm. uh, I had to think about best cereal to go with in, in this pick. Um, okay. I'm going fucking honey bunches of oats, man. I'm going really? honey bunches. Now, I have a contention for that, but Z, I want you to finish. I'm sorry. Because honey bunches of oats gives you the grains, gets you a little bit of the honey. It's gonna hold you down. You're you're full as shit after you eat a bowl of it. Eat that shit at at you can eat it for breakfast. You have a little snack. You can put it in a little Ziploc. Fucking munch on it during the day. 
And then after dinner, when you're hanging on a couch, fucking drinking, watching a game, you make a little bowl of that wonderful 930 snack on a weeknight. Mm. The honey munches of oats. It's just so it's just so multi-purpose. It's a good fourth starter because it just fulfills so many things during the day. You had a breakfast. You can have it as a snack. You have it at, at after dinner later on when everyone goes to bed. You have the honey bunches of oats. Bang. That's that's quality. I got I got a good cereal story for you. Last week I had to go upstate um, on Thursday night, like after work, and I got up there like around nine o'clock, and the only thing that was open was Taco Bell and Shoprite. <laughs> so wow. I was like, I was like, I'm not getting Taco Bell. No, um, so I went to ShopRite and I was like, let me just hit the cereal aisle. I need exactly. cereal for the morning. Um, got myself a box of Apple Jacks. I ate the whole thing that night. <laughs> Apple Jacks. I haven't eaten Apple Jacks since the 80s. I'm being Apple right Jacks here. is live. Apple Jacks is yeah. underrated. So wait, what is it? Doesn't taste like apple though, does it? It's, it's a, a cinnamon, little... it's a cinnamon apple. That's where it's yeah. at. Yep. Oh, and cinnamon cinnamon bread. That's you, get, you get the it's Granny Smith. You get the Granny Smith plus the Macintosh apple. You get two colors. Right, but isn't yeah. that just the aesthetic? You don't taste Granny Smith. For, am I, am no, I it's kind of just like a cinnamon. It's like a almost. chemical apple okay. taste from yeah. a, a, it's, a, a, it's, <laughs> it's like it's okay. like Factory less apples. cinnamony cinnamon toast crunch. Gotcha. Yeah, like see, I Thank love you. cinnamon toast crunch, yeah. but to me it's more of a dessert. You're not gonna fuck yeah. with that. But totally. the honey bunches of oats, it's got a little bit of the sweetness. And if you would like me, you go you go almond with it. You do the honey bunches of oats with the almonds. Boom, okay, that's gonna so yeah, here, here's where I have to the blue box, not the yellow one. Go ahead. So mm. it didn't take me that long to figure it out, but I hate milk. Um, mm. all forms of milk, any type of milk. Uh, I, I hate milk. So I got to a point where I stopped um eating ice cream, stopped eating cereal. Wow, total violation. Stop. Wow, so I cheese? just stopped all of that because I didn't want to. No, I love cheese. Well, it's so milk, my motherfucker. My rule. I don't care, motherfucker. That's my exception. <laughs> my one rule. I don't like um milk i don't okay. like it it never really i think i never liked it i think i would eat it and drink it out of um, um extreme peer pressure mm. and um and, propaganda and, um, it's propaganda that's what it's definitely propaganda and i propaganda. used to hate going to high school parties and people would be like you don't drink this milk be. <laughs> drink it oh, <laughs> peer pressure. Yo, so here's be, my be, thing be behind a k-bar <laughs> at 7 30 we're gonna drink this here's milk. My thing. i know that wasn't i know customary it wasn't but i knew people that you know treated it like a true beverage put a couple of ice cubes in it Mm. We drink it Ooh. with a meal. What do you, now, mind you, we. Nah, this, but you saying ill when we grew up and went to school. Nah, you're right. You're right. School lunches. You're that right. was the we drank that all. Yeah. We drank that. If you came in a little early, you drank that for breakfast and you did it for lunch. Now, mind you, after that period, you weren't like you didn't go to the corner store and get your little chips in a bat and a, a little pint of whatever that. Right. What was that size? Pint. What is that? Half pint. What is that? Court. Cart. What's the size? Court. A carton. You didn't do that. No. Yo, shout to my grandfather. Cashier, my grandfather had every night after dinner. He would sit in the fucking kitchen, pour a tall glass of milk, and eat Ritz Ritz crackers with the horseradish and drink the milk. Oh, (laughs) my God. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please. He fucking raised seven kids. He raised seven kids in a row home in South Philly with with fucking three bedrooms. That was his treat. Saltines with the horseradish. Yes. And and a tall glass of milk. Now I thought the tall glass of milk was for the um. And he was smoking uh, his fucking Marlboros. I thought it was for the the the, the cookie dunking or whatever. Like that, right? Come on. Nah, bro. That that, I mean, that was that's... just that was just a wet as whistle. <laughs> no, did people? No, seriously, did people dunk their cookies and? Yeah, of course, you gotta have the milk with the Oreos and the, and the chips Ahoy. 
What are you a fucking Nazi? But that's that's too specific. Like what else, what about the other cookies? Like you yeah, you could you could dip. Raisin. I mean, you could dip the oatmeal no, raisin, yeah. but you you yeah. got you got to go Oreo or chocolate chip. Okay, because it's okay, it softens the crunch and it, it makes it nice and cold. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, I just wanted the clarity because I just felt like it wasn't. Okay. You couldn't just dunk any old. Well, you're an anti milkite. <laughs> right, right. I'm definitely anti milkite. Okay. All right, this is this is right. this is Alaska. This is actually turning into one of the best episodes. So thank you. I told so you, what, no, we're still. I think we're still, we, we think we're still teetering part? on one of the worst episodes ever. But I don't I mean, know, bro. I don't know, man. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Put, like, I get my we'll do the fifth round. They're like knocking the balls around, making noise. So All All right, right, we're, that, we're gonna do fifth round. Good. I'm 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 looking for somebody we'll out of Baylor. I need a fifth round pick out of Baylor for this joint. You know what I mean? Or SMU. I need somebody strong. <laughs> Co-op culture. We'll be back. We'll be right back. The old purpose, we'll right everything back. draft. Hey, friends. It's me, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Alaska. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that I just released with my friend Jason Griff. You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project, Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot, featuring Fat Boy Sharif, and Animal Farm. Featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All the Time track. Featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro. Zilla Rocka, Def C, Rob Sonic, Breezley Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're gonna wanna get this record. It's a must have for every true aficionado, and you can get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out. Boom, and we are back. Call out culture franchise mode episode. We dropped it our first like four. We're dropping into our number of picks okay. picks five through eight coming your way right now before we take another break, before we do hit the final run. Mm. Um, I guess it's my turn, right? It is. So I'm going with Hunter S. Thompson. Wow. Oh, Shocker, he's he, still on the board. He's my favorite writer of all time. Mm. Um, I think that. A lot of the way I view the world is through the the things I learned while reading him. Um, and, you know, I don't think that anybody's ever like been able to capture the madness of the, the current times, you know, whatever those times might be like he was able to, um, you know, a couple now, of his, his... Me, like, I'm very unfamiliar. Yeah. I only know oh, really? the edges and yeah, very much. You know, really like rum diaries and shit. Yeah. No, I so, mean, I mean, so he, I just know that. He, he, he started his career. He was like, um, basically he wanted to be like a journalist. Right. Right. Um, and that shit wasn't taken off for him. So he started kind of just immersing himself in stories. 
where he created this style of journalism that was called Gonzo journalism. Yep. Um, and it started kind of when he wrote a book called the hell's angels, which was like, um, he basically lived with the hell's angels for a year. Um, like right as they were like becoming like what the hell's angels, what people knew the hell's angels as like, mm-hmm. like a fucking roving motorcycle gang. Oh, of yeah, keep talking because um, I gave me a line for a round. And the, and the end, the end of the book ends up with him basically getting like chain whipped mm-hmm. by the, by the hell's angels because some shit happened where like one of the members of the Hells Angels was doing something. He tried to step in. They didn't like it. And they basically like beat the shit out of him. Mm, um, sounds about right. He then, <laughs> you know, started writing for Rolling Stone's cover, Rolling Stone covering politics. Nixon, uh, he hooked up with this artist called um, Ralph Steadman, who did all the artwork. Um, they have a great piece called um, the Kentucky Derby is a decadent and depraved event where it's like they basically go down to find like like the heart of what the American dream is, I think, like, you know, basically like the ugliness of America and they go through and it's like, they sort of talk about all the, like the shit they see, like the debauchery, all the bullshit. And at the end they realize like looking in the mirror after like Mm. being like drunk and high and, you know, violent and criminal all weekend that they're the actual, like the horror of America. Like it's him and the artist that he's with. Yep, Ralph is wild. You know? Yeah. So it's like, and then, you know, he did fear and loathing in Las Vegas, but the idea was like to instill the stories that he writes with fantastical elements Mm -hmm. that, you know, probably weren't real for the most part, you know, it would be like something like, you know, talking about like going out and doing cocaine with um, Spiro Agnew and, you know, two hookers or some shit like that. (laughs) But it's really like sort of, as a way to tell a story of what's actually going on. Hmm. Um, so like some subterfuge to get truth out. Okay. It's crazy. Yo, so, Hunter, yeah. So, you. Did you ever read um, his ESPN page two shit? Oh yeah. Oh, I used to read all the time. I got the book. The book's made. I mean, Ruby was called like hello Ruby or some shit. Was that one? Hello Rube or Hey Rube. Rube. Hey Rube. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the piece that he wrote after nine 11 was like, Oh man. Spot definitive, on completely. Definitive yeah. work. But yeah, I mean, and, he, and, had, and he like, killed himself, right? At 60. He killed himself, yeah. So he was he was a huge fan of Ernest Hemingway, who also killed himself. And he was like, his whole idea was like, it was an exit strategy, right? Like it mm. made like, knowing that he had an exit strategy made life at his toughest, uh, more bearable. Because he always knew like, if it got to the point where shit was like horrific, he could just end it. But, um, so, know. I mean- a couple of like the quotes that he's like really known for um, are like, um, where is it? Sorry, I got them all up here. Um, I hate to advocate for drugs, alcohol, violence, and insanity to anyone, but they've always worked for me. Um, uh, the edge, the honest way to explain it um, is the only people who ever really know where it is are the ones who've gone over it. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, I mean, there's other stuff that's like long, long window, but there was one, I mean, like basically the start of the fear and loathing book. Mm. This is the start, the, the opening paragraph. We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high power blotted acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine and a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers, and also a quart of tequila, a quart of rum, a case of Budweiser, a pint of raw ether and two dozen angles. That's Not the beginning that we needed of fear and loathing, right? 
Yeah, not that we needed all that, but once you get logged into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. Mm. That's that's how he starts the book about going to find the American dream. Incredible. Yeah. Magnificent. I mean, if, oh, if, good for if you think you would read some, I'll send you some. I'll send you some at the hospital right now. Oh, he's amazing, bro. I mean, no, it's um, just just earmark the book. I'll definitely read it. Um, You'll love okay. it. You'll love it. I'll definitely yeah. read it. Wow, the strong pick to round at the start in five. Hunter S. Thompson. What, uh, Castro? How can you pick after that? Well, I mean, um, Alaska's leading the way. I'm pretty much following his lead. So, in the essence of writers, to be in the starting five because intellectualism is always important. My fifth starter, and she's also was a, a, a massive, imposing woman, would be Octavia Butler, Ooh. my favorite writer of all time. Mm. Um, and for people that aren't familiar, I can give a nice little short, succinct description. She was a sci-fi writer, but the science fiction was nothing but a mere portal mm-hmm. into African-American experience. Nice. Um, she had one of her breakthrough books was called Kindred, and it was about um, somebody in modern times being uh, time traveling unbeknownst to them back to antebellum, to the antebellum South. And the time, dif- there was a time difference. So when she went back to the South in the um, 1600s, I believe it was, I, I, I could be wrong. She would be there for like a week or two. And then when she would come back to present day, it would only be like a minute had passed or whatever. Wow. And that juxtaposition um, is very important because I feel like when you are studying African-American experience and the tragedy, it's something like that. So I went to a class for two hours, but I'm mm. trying to I'm trying to uh, absorb 200 years of like tragedy, even though my class is only an hour and a half or the book was only so many pages. And um, or the read took but so long, but she is an incredible writer. She has um, series that she created. She she's a world builder, which I always think is important in any type of media and any type of creative media. Mm-hmm. When you're able to build a world, I like that because then you could just drop me smack dab in the middle of the world. I don't really need a whole big intro book or this is the epilogue to explain this, that, and the third. I don't like a lot of explanations. I like to wake up in the, in the, in the shit, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Octavia Butler. Oof. Nice. Strong. Um, I see so you guys are dropping illiterary shit and motherfucking poets of modern American culture. It's his birthday. I'm going motherfucking Raekwon talking on songs. That's my nice. fifth pick. Yo, man, you know what I'm saying? Yo, man, get your motherfucking refurbished Cubans out here. You know what I mean? All right, Zilla, but I need you to I need you to, to play it more straight because you, when you do the voice and you do that, I think people don't take. I'm saying seriously. no, chef. You know what I mean? You that one yeah, right so there, man. You I got think the you're making on. my point. So I think I think this would be a, a good time for you to really approach it from that. So okay, intellectual so slant, intellectual slant. Like uh, okay. Not not make it like funny by how he talks. So Raekwon. We talked about it with with Shells, rest in peace, on our Lineage of Greatness Raekwon episode. And today's Raekwon's birthday as we record this. And Shells and I, a year ago, we're going to drop this song. Okay? So Raekwon's on my mind today, right? You put this song in the mix. Yeah, you're going to put the song in the mix. Yeah, I I, I tweeted earlier, Oda Raekwon, me me and Scorsese, um, produced by Panels, who's doing the new East Hampton Polo Boys album, Winter Catalog, which is bonkers. Um, Raekwon, when he just talks, like the same way he talks is the same way he raps is the same way he thinks. Like there's no separation. So everyone who listens to podcasts, how we talk on the show, how we fuck with each other, 
like our rap personas are very different. You know what I mean? Like there, there's, there's, there's some connective pieces, but there is like when I'm writing, I'm this type of person. I'm trying to convey these things, right? When Raekwon is inter- being interviewed or just talking somewhere or just doing an ad lib or just speaking, he will rap that way. Like there's, he is the same all the time. So it's like, I remember this quote from John Lennon where he was like, I used to think, you know, when I would do sketches, it was one thing. And then when I write a love song, it was one thing. And then when I would write a fucking tuba solo, it was one thing. And then when I would do like, you know, some piano shit, it was one thing. Nah, like it's all me. It's everything is me. So like when I, when I create, it's me. Raekwon is from day one, always been Raekwon. He's never stopped being Raekwon. So if he's writing a book, He's selling a bottle of wine. He's he's never changed. Like he's literally the same person. So I retweeted a thing today, him from like reading somebody's bars and him saying like, he never knew what the word refurbished meant. (laughs) He had to look it up. He didn't know it was a real word until his man was like, oh, it means like to redecorate, remodel. He's like, word, I'm about to use that in my bars. You know what I mean? I'm about to refurbish the galaxy. You know what I mean? About to refurbish this whole situation. He was like 48 years old, never knowing what the word refurbishment and didn't think it was real. But now he's like, I'm about to add that to my darts, you know what I mean? To my whole vocabulary. But like how he speaks on the beginning and ending of songs and in between songs since 1993 until now is the same. And he's so incredible because he makes you feel like nothing is mundane. And that's why I love how he talks. Everything is extravagant, elegant, funny and fly. So Raekwon just talking is my fifth pick in the all-purpose everything draft. Quality work. Thank you. All right. right, So sixth round. So so we're on to the sixth man. Sixth man. And uh, I, I, you know, my thought with the sixth man is like the sixth man is important, right? Mm. When when shit's kind of going sideways, maybe, or when when your your crew is tired, you pull you pull the sixth man in. It's the energizer. Get you yep. going again. Get you those much needed points right. when things aren't working. Get you right. So, my six man is walk away slash fuck you money. I love this. So Go on. It, it's you know it's one of those things like I I don't think I've been in the point in my life where I've had real like big time money like that. Right. But being set up well enough that if shit goes sideways or you know, your job, your music, whatever you're doing, it's not really hitting the way you want it to hit anymore. You're comfortable being like, fuck it, I'm out and go do something else. Fire. You've, you've got the time. You've got the money to buy yourself the time to figure out what's next. Yup. Um, and to be, you know, basically free. Like if you're in a bad situation and you can't afford to quit, you're stuck there until you find something new. If you got the fuck you money, You'd be like, fuck you, I'm out. So my last job before I came to my new job, which I really have been there for about four years now and I really like. Um, it was so wait, can it also be a mentality or you need the money a little bit? Well, I think having the money, it is a mentality. It's a, it's like the, you know, I don't give a fuck, fuck off mentality, right? Mm. Um, but it, it's also when you have, like you get to a certain age or certain levels of responsibility, you need the money to still cover your bills and pay your rent or, you know, 
it, even if you're not going to live it like a lavish lifestyle, right? To be able to just be like, you know what, you're not going to take advantage of me. Yo, right. I'm out. Yeah. And it, it was yeah. basically one of those things. It was like I, I was I was doing this training at the job, and they're like, if you do it, we're going to promote you. So I was like, cool. Mm. Started doing it after the first day. My boss was like, yo, the you know the the president um, doesn't want us to do this training anymore. You can't go. Damn. And I was like, oh, that's fucked up. So I came home and Denise was like, yo, quit. Wow. When you, like, had to travel, you? you had to travel for this training when it started. And no, it was just, back. it was just like, it was just a couple hours on Monday mornings every week. Okay. Gotcha. Um, okay. And she okay. was like, she was like, quit. I was like, okay. What a part. Cool. So I, wow. I went in the Holy next day. Down. My supervisor wasn't in. I went to our president and I was like, yo, I, I need to talk to you about something. Um, you know, my supervisor said that you don't want us doing this anymore. And I want to know why. Wow. And the, the president was like, I never said that. Wow. So since my supervisor wait, wasn't wait, in, I wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait. What was the premise setting up with the, you do this, you'll make more money. Like, what was that about? That was just Cause that was basically money. like, I told them, I was like, you know, during my, my, my performance review, I was like, I need to be promoted within the next year. I'm leaving. Um, so they were like, okay, like do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then immediately like, you know, my supervisor pulled some shit. So Mm. I waited till that night. I texted her. I didn't even call her. I was like, I spoke to our boss and she said, she never said any of that. So Mm. I'm going to the, I'm going to the training and I'll see you when I get in afterwards tomorrow. Wow. So I showed up afterwards and she was so, she was almost crying. She was so mad. Damn. She couldn't say anything to me. And I, I, I I basically went into it. I was like, I'm quitting the second I get this certificate. Wow. Cause it was like a training thing that I could take to other places. It was like some grant facilitation. And I was like, they didn't know that, but in my head, I was like, I'm quitting. The, The day I get this certificate, I'm giving my two week notice. Damn bro. Um, but I happened to also, even better, I actually landed this job that I really like. What? It's like literally the day I finished. But having that peace of mind to be like, I'm fucking walking away. Mm. It just like, it just was such a sense of freedom and relief. Fire, bro. And I think like having that ability to do that in your life is important. I know it's oh. a difficult place to get to, but if you get there, it's really good. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Love it. Oh, I need some time, so let's let's hit a break. I need some time to come up with my next. All right, well, quick, quick break, quick, quick break. We'll come right back. Quick break with six round picks from Hofstra. <laughs> Curly Castro on the clock. It's that time again. We're back. Career crooks. Me and small professor. New album. Never at peace. Available now worldwide. Streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. You can scoop it at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. If you've heard the Live from the Liar Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and peep it. Play the new record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. New Bagger, me and Small Pro Never at Peace Career Crooks available now. We're back. Castro. All right, Modifix Six man would be the um the one and only Vince Gilligan. Wow. Oh, nice call. one. And now me, 
I'm a Vince Gilligan fan from X-Files days. He wrote a number of great X-Files yeah. episodes. Even the one with Giovanni Ribisi, which is very kind of classic. He always has an X episode with Brian Cranston as a, um, a character that um, is his for speed and everything. You had to mm-hmm. stay at a certain speed or his head was going to explode and his wife was pregnant and Mulder had caught wind of it. They were on the phone and eventually uh, Brian Cranston's head does explode. But um, Vince Gilligan is just when you, when you, I think when you start watching his shows and watching some of the, and, and listening to the behind the scenes concert and learning how he assembled who he wants to work on the show and how depth they get at showmaking. And it starts with Breaking Bad and then it goes into Saul and then something Ooh. like El Camino. Um, he is very much a master at this crap. Now, he, I don't know if he's tried a movie or two. I'm not sure. I, went, I don't want to say it without knowing. You can look that up. Good El Camino. Other than El Camino, like, does he have his hand on any other film? Mm, I don't know. So tell him. Okay. But the mastery he has with the, the television form, creating this universe um, in Albuquerque and expanding on it through sometimes just up two lines of dialogue. I love I loved this, this work because, man, always uh, This is facts. These are all facts. Always have. Always will. He's very much. Just the ma- I just love craft mastery, you know what I'm saying? So that you know, we could bring up a lot of people in, in that realm, but I think in the realm of television, some people are not. Um, you know, people talk about Dave Simon because they know about them now, you know what I'm saying? But definitely showrunners, and t- like that's another thing that people want to see. He's a showrunner because right. I mean, he writes all the episodes, but he definitely is the guru yep. and handles everything, and that's a big task to take on when you want to keep um aesthetic integrity because there's a certain um standard that all the people that have come prior on yep. the show that he's working on have stayed but when he brings in new people if you're not familiar with some of the people he's worked with the girl on um, mclaughlin mclaughlin right sarah mclaughlin My no, that's a singer though no 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 i'm talking about um it's a, it's a director I'm, I'm probably saying mclaughlin wrong it's sarah something <laughs> yeah but anyway brian johnson is one of his protégés. i will so remember now. you <laughs> sarah mclaughlin dog <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. All right, I know I'm gonna look it up and I'll bring it up later. But that's that's my pick. I like it. Vince Gilligan is your sixth man. Very good. That's solid. Um, my sixth man. mm, I got. I got. I've written down a lot of options here on my my little laptop. Um. Mm, to get that energy up to revitalize the people, Michelle McLaren. Sorry. Michelle McLaren, good call. Mm, Thank you. McLaren. Thank you for that. She's talented as all hell. Jesus Christ. Sorry, y'all. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Ooh. That's the song, with it. is that a record? The song. Okay. Sadly, sadly, hold me closer, time to dance. Everyone feels good singing that shit. There's the iconic scene in Almost Famous when they're now, singing on the Elton fucking John bus. Or just this, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I fuck with um the Rocket Hour on Apple Music. He has his own radio show where Elton John plays like new shit, old shit. He's in the um the Tower Records documentary where like there's a Tower Records on Sunset Boulevard where they used to shut down every either Monday night or Tuesday morning where Elton John would got to walk a new tower. 
on release day and buy every fucking album that came out yep. on his own, wow. which is dope. Love that. That's incredible. Yes. So Elton John's crates are thick. And yeah. he knows he stays up on no shit. He's in his 70s. He's like, when I listen to this shit on Apple Music, he'll be like, oh, this is a brand new fucking cut from uh, fucking uh, Modest Mouse. I'll be like, oh, shit, Modest Mouse is dropping. I don't even know that. Elton John knows. Then he'll be like, yo, there's a new cut from Vince Staples. I like him. I'm like, oh, shit. Vince, yo, I mean, Elton John is the one. But Tiny Dancer is like the song where it's like it's like a story. Like it builds up. You know what I mean? Like you're waiting for for the part everybody knows and shit. But I feel like if that's my six man, that's gonna change the fucking mood right now. We're 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 down, we're not getting our buckets. I put on Elton John Tiny Dancer, everybody feels good. Boom. There you go. That's my pick. Six round Elton John Tiny Dancer. All right. So so now now we're into our rotational players. Rotations. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. So round uh, round, round seven, seven through eleven are our rotational players, and then we're yep. gonna wrap it up with Brian Scalabrini round. The but uh, so round. my first rotational player is growing up in the eighties. Love it. I'm with <laughs> you. You stole it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like punk. Yeah. It's uh, it was it was a fun ass time to grow up, man. Was, how much? Man. How much? R- real question. How much wet did you smoke? In the eighties, I never smoked anywhere. <laughs> I never smoked anywhere in, in my entire lifetime. Nineties, mm. you smoke wet in the nineties. Never smoked um, wet. Smoked wet by accident, like wow. Like, all right, wait, I, wait, I knew wait, a lot of people that did wait. smoke wet, but I never. Smoked hold on, wet. hold on, last game. Especially because I used to come down to Philly a lot. Yo, shout to Philly. Yo, no, Dose One, Dose One was out here smoking wet, battling cats in the nineties. From his mouth to my ears. Zilla, what do you think wet is? You, you, you fucking you fucking dip the shit in in the, in the fucking hurricane with, with the embalming fluid. You light that shit. Yeah. Start wilding out, taking your shirt off, sweating, fucking beat up ten cops. It's crazy. So wet is um yes, but if that's a little piece of it, like you only you don't, like you think people have formaldehyde readily available. Well, like when I when I was in high school, wet wet was like a big deal. Dudes would smoke wet and come to school every day. Yeah, the dudes when, I knew were rocking formaldehyde. Ninety six to two thousand, they were smoking wet. So what was their version of wet? It was their version of wet is like their face was real pale and they would have bags on their eyes and they'd be like fucking. No, 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 no. Zilla, what would they smoke? What would they smoking? Did you ever get? I wasn't. I wasn't next to them when they were smoking the wet at seven forty in the morning on a Tuesday. I didn't know. Okay, I missed missed out. The dudes I knew that would would dip either a cigarette or a blunt in bombing fluid. Yeah. So, yeah, there's different ways. So sometimes wet was like the embalming fluid. You only had a drop of that shit. And you had um, a couple of pieces of mint. And you might have some weed in it. And you crush some crack. And spit. Like, it was a lot mm-hmm. of things that you would Wasn't PCP wet as well? Yeah. Yeah. But again, like, wet to me was like, it was, what I call it? It was like junkyard dog because you had to put so many things into it. And a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't have one it's of like jambalaya. It's like yes. jambalaya. People didn't have, you didn't have a lot of, my God, you didn't have a lot of weed. You didn't have a lot of, so Philadelphia, though, is definitely um, one of the wet capitals. Of the oh, matter. without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. We hold it down. And yeah, shouts, to, shouts to me, Devsey, and, and a small pro doing a song called uh, Angel Dust, a.k.a. Leak Brothers 2, off the first Career Crooks album. Good luck with that. Go run that back. So, all right. Growing up in the 80s, off the board. Yeah, seventh she, round. She was a good time. Like, you know, go outside all day, ride your bikes, oh, go yeah. to video game arcades. Come back Watch when Nickelodeon. It's dark. Come back when it's dark. Nickelodeon. I mean, Nickelodeon. Watching Alanis Morissette. 
Alanis Morissette. Nah, man. You're watching. I was, I, we were watching. Nah. You can't do that television well before Alanis Morissette. Wow. Back when they had Moose. Your man Barf, the fucking <laughs> the the cafeteria dude. It would throw up all motherfuckers. Yeah, Barf. You know, and then and then because you like came at the right time, you would come home from school and you'd have like reruns of What's Happening. Hell good yeah. Times. Oh, what's that? Uh, yeah. Like, good times. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, different uh, strokes. Three's company. Different strokes. Different strokes. Yep. Family time. Uh, family ties. Family ties. Yeah. Um, and then, and the best shit was like when you would get like, because you would get like the the Brady Bunch shit, and it would always be the on location yeah. episode, like where they go Incredible. to Hawaii, Incredible. or like yeah. the Saved by the Bell, where they go to like whatever the beach is, where resort. like the chick from yeah. Queen. Uh, King of Queens shows Queen, up. Leah Romini. Leah Romini. The, the yeah. fucking Scientology up. blown up the spot chick. Yep. Yeah. Blew up the spot. She was a proper time, man. She was ill. She was ill. She had, well, a, she had a good run. The, um, follow the boss. Who's the boss? With, with Who's the, the boss? boss? Angela, Samantha, yeah. no, Mona. Tony, 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 Tony Danza. Come on, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, so who's the, the boss? Yeah. Yeah, come on, bro. Tony from yeah, Philly, I, bro. I, I had a line about um having a crush on Mona when I in uh, Mona, in yo, she, yo, she wanted to get it in. She was all, all about that shit. She was like Blanche hey, from Golden Girls. She's letting you know the fucking goalie Blanche left the net. Was more realized, so, um, Mona was like it was like hinting at stuff, but Blanche was fully realized. Yo, no, no, Mo- Mona was letting you know it's all good. You know, what I'm saying, but Mona never, Mona never had no dude at the house. You feel what I'm saying? Like they were all in the kitchen, True. in that back kitchen. Well, she no, but she had her own upstairs joint. Right. Yes. Yeah. She she lived above the garage with Fonzie. Also, I got another one for you with the '80s bosom buddies. Oh yeah, Peter Scolari. Rest in peace. Morgan Mindy. Yep. Morgan Mindy. Seventies. Laverne's seventies. No, I blend into the '80s brother. Okay. And and the beginning of Alf. Alf was. Uh, Alf is all '80s dog. He, yeah. Yo, he was there with the throw goat and Nancy Reagan on some of them pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. So can, can can we go back to who's the boss for a second? Yo, this this episode is running wild long. Go ahead. Yeah. Can we can we say that that Mona was like the original like Cougar? Cougar, yeah. Original OG Cougar, Cougar Town yeah. Mayor, Cougar there Town Founder. Shows that they weren't acting like a Cougar. You know what I'm saying? We would just have crushes on them. Right. Whether that be, um, you know, whoever. The fucking ant and um, Secret to My Success, OG Cougar, bro. Michael yeah. J. Fox. Who was the females in Charles in Charge? Not the little girls. Who was the old and, one? And, 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 uh, Nicole Eggers, bro. She became a porn okay. star in Baywatch. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And fucking homegirl, uh, what was her name from Charles in Charge? Damn. And then Willie Ames. He, w- he was in some like kung fu action shit. I remember one movie he had like dreads and shit. But, um, the sidekick? Yeah, fucking Willie Ames. He was a moron on the show. Got you. I got you. Okay. Willie Ames is wild. Yo, he was wild and doing like Skinamax shit and like Kung Fu shit. Willie Ames is wild. Also, um, isn't this also like the first Ghostbusters in 80s, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I just got to show you this. Let me share the screen with you real quick. I can't share it. Oh, you're not the host. Yeah, give me permission. Yeah. Nah, I don't think I'm right now. Okay. Right. What you, I'm what sorry. I, I don't want to fuck up the recording. That's all. No, it's okay. I'm just gonna put this in the chat. We got the chat, right? Yeah, we got the chat. Right, yeah, we got the chat. Come on, man. Tell me that's not proper. Let me see the chat. Encrypted. Oh, this shit. Wow. Oh Even wow. The high, the high wow. security yeah. shit. So was that the Wow. That was they going to the Mo- Yo, Mona, bro. Mona. Yeah. Shouts to Mona. Shouts to Mona. All right, Castro. You got you got your seventh rounder. So the last guy growing up in the '80s. 
That's a, that, that's a good value in the seventh round. Growing up in the eighties, you know. Um. Then I would take um. The Spike Lee aesthetic. The Spike Lee aesthetic. Wow, right. that's a so good one too. Movies, but the, the gear that he generated, mm. the whole uh, Mars Blackman persona that Oof. he created, the way he shot, um, the way he shot commercials, mm. the way he shot movies, the way he shot PSAs, mm-hmm. um, all his own style. Would let me a Spike. Let's just take the dollar he shot for instance. I don't remember directors can copyright with their shit. But I remember there were certain directors that did their own things, like your man Z. Scorsese would shoot a certain way. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of thing. And why one director wouldn't just copy another? I never. Yeah, I mean, they all, they all copied each other. They all buy from each other. Not, but, but they wouldn't take their signature. Like somebody, you know what I mean? There were different versions of the Dolly shot that Spike did, but nobody true, did his true. version. That, that, well, you know that's his signature. You're right. That's my whole thing. I didn't, but I didn't, was that an unspoken rule? You know what I'm saying, or what? Um, yeah, it's that, kind of that's, that's like, kinda like his thing. The Spike Lee aesthetic, because I, I, I grabbed a lot. Or when I went to high school, we had a 40 acres in a music shop right across the street, and I think that was the original flag shop. Wow. He would be in there on occasion. So when they would do promo, Amazing. when they have like pieces for the one movie, he would be there. He would make a little appearance to come shoot, you know, commercial stuff, um, pictures wow. and video, and then he'd be gone. You wouldn't see Spike that whole that whole year, that whole semester. Wow in high school but he was popping it out but yes love it love it um my seventh round pick so you so alaska's grown up in the 80s castro is a spikely aesthetic i'm i'm just gonna take nautilus seventh round pick Mm, i'm taking bob james nautilus i'm basically the foundation for every banging rap song ever made check your email because he's gonna send you a c a c and d brother yeah well nautilus you get everything from fucking children's story to um Daytona 500 off Nautilus. You get fucking um, Wu-Tang. We're going to take it back with this. Of eight diagrams off that shit. You get fucking um, there. There's an ill crazy joint with Freddie Gibbs and Black Thought where they just rap over the record from Nautilus, which is wild. Uh, off Gibbs is the album Shadow of a Doubt. You get the ill Mary J. Blige song with Nas and DMX called Sincerity where they're, they're just singing and rhyming on Nautilus. You just get so many. It's a great value pick, seventh rounder. You know what I mean? It's like it's getting a seventh round guy who becomes a starter in two years. Like, oh shit, this guy's on our team. So yeah, like I'm going Nautilus, Bob James, on track lib or or just stealing that shit. Whatever you want to do. And every single producer at some point has fuck with Nautilus. It's like a, it's like a passage, rite of passage. Eighth round, Alaska's All on right. the board. So so my eighth round pick is. Um... It's, it's a bit of an interesting one. So, um, you know the song Stepping Stone by the Monkees? No. They're like, I'm not your stepping stone. Come out from Yo, shout out to what's the just passed away. Rest in peace, Peter, uh, what's his name, died? Peter Tork. No, um, Tork. it wasn't Peter Tork. It was uh, Mickey, Mike Nesmith. what's his name? Mike Nesmith had passed. That's yeah. my man. Um, wow. So anyway, they had a song called Stepping Stone. It was originally done by like Paul Revere and the Raiders, some shit like that. Shout out to Paul Revere. But, um, the punk band Minor Threat did a cover of it, Oof. and it's like just like a real like poppy punk version of a song. It starts real lo-fi and it just builds up, and it's been stuck in my head for like the last week. So I'm going with the ni- Minor Threat cover of the Monkey Song Stepping Stone. Okay, Minor so, Threat. So, so that's that, but that's a victim of um, recency. 
That's recency bias. It is, but it, it's there. I mean, you know, I've been listening to it for probably 20 years. Every time I listen to it, it gets stuck in my head. This is great. All right. I'll send it to you so you can put it in the episode. Okay. This is okay. going to be a two-part episode, by the way. We're, we're running very late. All right. Eighth, eighth okay, round pick, yeah. Alaska. I mean, a Castro. Eighth rounder. Right. Eighth rounder. So you just picked the Spike Lee aesthetic at Vince Gilligan on your right, roster. So for my eighth round, it would be um, the mid-90s uh, super, um, Mid-90s nice. Supersonics. Yeah, not, just, not just Kemp and Peyton, we're talking about that left shrimp. Mm. Yep. Kendall Gill, Sam Perkins, Sleepy Sam, um, Benoit Benjamin was on the team. On, on the video Vincent Askew, was he on that team? Yeah, Vincent Askew was on that team. Good call. Matt Look Kong, at me. Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan, classic backup point guard. I'm trying to think anybody. Yeah, um, Petliff, yo, you said that. Hurt. When did they get Hershey off? I think Hershey off came. That was like late nineties, late nineties. Change, yeah. It came after the uniform change. Kendall, um, yep. but yeah, um, those those folks. I like all that brand of basketball. George Carl, his crazy. George Carl, uh, classic. George Carl was the last coach that was trying to pry credit from um, things because you would see him in interviews. He wanted credit for um, how they playing. You know, sometimes he said. I remember one thing he said. He had to coach his team down. I like to let them go mm. crazy and do all types of crazy shit. Because I'll just coach them down, and it's very hard to coach. It's easier to coach your team down. down. Good point. Up. Good point. And, um, yeah, I gave him a lot of credit there, but I definitely think he was like not giving credit to Gary Payton himself. Like he, you know, George Carl was a narcissist. Incredible. Uh, Total um, maniac. Love him. I love him. That's, that's a great call. Late, mid to late nineties, Seattle SuperSonics. Wow. Just to, um, just before to the big uniform change. Well, I mean, that was in the final, so I'll, I'll keep them in, but. Okay. That, that, that's it, that pre 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 Vin Baker, basically. Right. But okay. but the finals appearance put in there, put uh Gary Payton's rookie year, Sean Kemp's rookie year, all that's yeah. all that's okay. Okay. Uh fair enough. I like that for eighth rounder. That's good value in the mid nineties Seattle Supersonics. Um wow. If we're gonna go all right, I'm gonna go with uh finish basements. That's my eighth oh, pick. Oh, that's a good one. You now, need to finish this, basement, bro. Help me out. This are you when you buy the property is a finished basement, or you you do the renovations? I'm well, not, you, not, you would I'm prefer to buy it. Like my, my currently, I'm in a finished basement, which was done by the, the person who flipped this house before I bought it. Right. Gotcha. What I'm looking at houses now because I need to get the fuck out of my my neighborhood. They don't have the finished basement, and it's no deal. You gotta have the finished basement. Deal breaker. Deal, deal total breaker. deal breaker. I'm not finishing the basement. Because, that's what I'm saying. How much? How much? Yeah, how much work is it to finish <sighs> your own basement? Oh man, like ten to twenty thousand, depending on how big. Okay. I mean, okay. you got to lay the tile down. You got to figure out what the, what the wall fixture is going to be. You're going to put a basement. I mean, a, a bathroom down there. Garage, maybe storage facility. Like, what's it going to be? It's going to be a hangout. You got to insulate right, the right, walls. Right. It's going to be right, warm. Right. Like basements are cold. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. there's a lot to consider. But if you have a finished basement there when they come through. Yes. So like my, my basement currently is pretty cold, but I, I have a TV down here. I have the futon pull out. I got the studio. I got a bathroom. I don't really use. I got the washer and dryer and, and, and the tool closet. The finished basement is everything. You know what I mean? Like I look, I'm looking at houses now without the finished basement. I'm like, 
I can't fuck with you. I, I can't so fuck with you. Total decision. deal breaker. Like, total. You take this. Okay. Yeah. So my my yeah that that's my pick for for eighth round is finished basements. I like it. <laughs> Ninth like round it. Alaska. All right. Um, so you just pick you just pick the minor pick. threat cover the monkey stepping stone. By the way, that was <laughs> it's your a great round. song. Um. So for for my number nine pick, I'm going with the Storm King Art Center. Um. What so if you're unfamiliar this? with that. Um, if you watch Master of None, there's a scene Great where show. he goes on a date to like this giant sculpture garden. Great show. Oh, okay. That's the Storm King Art Center. It's this place in like right outside of Newburgh, New York. It's like, I don't know how many acres it is. It's huge. But the whole thing is just giant art installations all over it. It's like giant open fields with these huge art installations. So you just walk around and you look at these giant installations. Um, and it's just like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really like great show. It, it's one of like the most like peaceful and creative spaces you'll ever be in in your life. Peaceful. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, right. I always thought it would be wonderful to go there and like eat out a shit ton of mushrooms. Or, or, or just like go there with your notebook and some headphones on and write. Wow. Okay. Pretty good. All right. I see your art installation and I raise you drugs. I don't know without mentioning drugs. Still on the board. Uh, Incredible. Drugs. They really All slid. Drugs. A lot of different drugs. Um, good drugs. I don't really like the bad drugs, but sometimes I've been tricked into the bad drugs. Right. I um, am currently on a drug right now and it's kicking yes. really good. You're doing well uh, on the drug. I'm not hanging a drug. Yeah, trust me, because I'm moved out. I'm totally moved out right now. Um, but you know, drugs, they help, Drugs, they hinder. I'm not about drug addiction and, 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 um, and like, you know, going spazzola and breaking things to get the drugs. Um, but if you can find a nice calm way to acquire drugs without law enforcement, either from you breaking into something or hurting somebody to acquire the money and more power to you. I still have a long life goal of, um, doing a nice ayahuasca trip. Mm, yeah. To so Peru. Yeah. Life. You gotta go to Peru. Short list. Yeah. Um, no, there's also some places out, out in the um, desert class. I can go out west and like they, they have three or four attendants with you. And you have like a you have a trip. You don't All have right. to really, you know, it's like, a, you know, they call it that whatever center, whatever they want to call it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, they have like shamans there that they guide you on your right. trip. So you don't get weird. Exactly. Yeah, you need but, that. But on top of that, I really want to see I want to try opium, but I think it would be too easy just to get opium and smoke it. I want right. to go like to a old timey opium den if people are still doing that recreation mm. the recreate recreate of opium den laying down on the pillows with the long pipe and and vegging out for a day or something i don't know if my girl will let me do that unless she goes but those right. are my two things i want to do an ayahuasca trip and i want to do an opium den session pretty good so, i like it there you go you said this, this this quickly became the joe rogan podcast <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> he, he talk about. He talks about. Oh fuck yeah! He's all about ayahuasca and tripping and DMT uh, and mushrooms and shit. Oh yeah. Um, my tenth round pick is Dame Dash and Cameron clowning Bill O'Reilly. You, you bad, bad doggy. I got oh, dirt on you, doggy. I got dirt on you, doggy. On Inside Edition. You started that. You started that Inside that's Edition, great. right? And he, he starts going, oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Like, you I got dirt on you, like, doggy. Wear the fucking oversized Utah Jazz hat. And, and Dave be like, what's the matter, Bill? Why are you mad, Bill? Oh, Bill. Like, he starts talking like a white dude. <laughs> 
just clowning the ultimate fucking con man to his face because on his he own didn't show. Let them talk. He really did nope. not let them. He was interrupting constantly. Like, and know, then, and then they would go, they would go, what's what? Wait a second, Bill. Hold on there, Bill. Why are you mad, Bill? Like, he was talking to like a white dude. He didn't, he didn't we wasn't picking up on that shit. <laughs> I can't be like, yo, man. Oh, I, I got my own business, Dipset. Dude's like, oh, now you guys can recognize you're the rappers. You're more influential than the fucking teachers. And they were like, no, you wrong. We, we, you, 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 the teacher, you do it every day. We just rap. We just show people a lifestyle. I was like, yo, it's one of the most iconic. Fuck. And then he was talking to a friend, dude from Philly, the superintendent. He was like, you guys know you got their ears. You know what I mean? They're teenagers. They like the rappers. They like the clothes. They like the Rockefellers. Come on, dude. They were like, that's your fucking job. Like, you're there every day, bro. Like, we just, we just rap about drugs. Like, what the fuck are you talking exactly. about? <laughs> so it's, it's actually condemnation on you that. We have such an influence on you. Your shit is so boring during the day. Yes, but you yes. want us to tone it down. We just doing some. I think the three minutes at a piece, a clip, right? Right. Three minutes on a clip. Y'all have people in your classrooms for seven hours plus. Right. Time. And that's when and Dame yeah. is like, "Why are everybody talking about drug shit when they they're not talking about Cam being an independent business owner and an entrepreneur?" Right. And I'm like, correct. Talking on. Yep. How about nope. that? Correct. Anyway, that's Thank my pick. You. Dame, Dame, and Cam on Bill O'Reilly. No. No. That's my pick. All right, Alaska, you're you're, you're taking off. No, Tenth I think. Round. Um, hey, no, no, no. All right, wait. Let's let's clip it. Uh, what round are we on? Ten, we're in the tenth round. We got. Yeah, yeah. we got three okay, more, three more we rounds. Can do, we can do. So I think we should come to a consensus. Let's do ten players and then the Scalabrini because we got ten slots. That's five and five. Okay. Starting five, five benches. Alaska is your show, but I, but I just think that would be mathematically correct for us not to drag. I mean, we we promised twelve at the start of All the right. episode. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So we, we, we can lightning round these since lightning we're getting round. pretty far. Tenth, yeah, 10th tenth round, um, round onwards lightning right. round. So um, so my next pick is pictures of people wearing Jenko jeans. Jenko, <laughs> <laughs> the big bell bottom? The, 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 the big oh, yeah. everything. <laughs> okay, listen, y'all. It was Dude, a, just do a Google search of people wearing Jenko jeans and tell me it's not the funniest thing ever. Yo, oh, you're not a grown-up if you keep stepping on your jeans. And this is from a back in the day. Like yes. Castro, pants. you were a big stepping on the jeans yeah. guy on the heel. That was your look. No, you around with that. There's a picture of Hulk Hogan with his son. Okay. Hulk Hogan in black Jinko jeans holding his son. The Jinkos was like a pod show around your hips, dog. Them shits were out yeah. of control. I never wore no Jinkos. So much denim. <laughs> So, so much. Yo, shouts to Blockhead. I feel like Blockhead is like the, the holding the bear on the cross for Jinko Jeans people. So he wait, always makes fun of that Jinko shit. JNCO. Wasn't an acronym? The letter stands for something? Giant ass fucking long jeans. I don't know. It's the four. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, it feels like it feels like the company was like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe the three company owners. It is an actually, it is an acronym. It's, no. it's, it's, it's like, it's like, Raver Fubu. It's um judge none, choose one. <laughs> oh my god. Raver Fubu. Yo, I looked up Hulk Hogan Jinko Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most fun I had all week, man. I love his show. Judge none, Yo, he's like one. holding his son's hair where he's big ass Jinko Jeans in a park. No, what's my next? What's my next? Pick? Yo, that's the that's the cover of the fucking art for the episode. Okay. Oh shit! No, no, I can't freeze. Castro, you will die looking at this shit. 
I do not want that to be the cover art. I'm it's so got to be. <laughs> no, it does not. No, it does not. Please. Pictures of me wearing Jinko jeans. That's a strong. That's a great pick. I do not want to see a roided white man holding his son. Because that's not the essence of this episode. There's a lot more things we mentioned. Great writers, we mentioned great artists. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, he's, he's got he's got like a fucking he's got like a like a like a uh, like like a studded belt. <laughs> no, I would be. No, I actually got the picture for you. I'm gonna, show, I'm gonna send it to you guys right now. Amazing. I'm picture. I do not want that to be Story. the um. All right, no, we'll it's like else. I it. We'll find something else. All right, Castro, you're on a clock. I, I think this plays well with the franchise idea. Tenth, tenth round pick. Right. Tenth round pick. Here we go. Um, NBC NBA playoff intro. Oh, that's a good one. John Tesh. And they would also set these things up like these were like um Shakespearean clashes. I remember watching like the first round of the Knicks versus Detroit. It was Daly, Riley, Daly. Thomas, Dumas, Starks. Who's gonna kill each other in the bathroom? I'm like, God damn, like you know what I'm well, saying? Who's yeah. gonna kill each other in the bathroom? <laughs> the, um, the drama that was generated by those intros by oh NBC alone and then the, with the early um, early 90s with wow. the classics still have to be repeated. I remember ABC can't they, they can't do nothing. Mm. They have never made anything that dramatic or that Incredible. that well um that well designed. Wow. All right, yeah. look at you, man. I love it. Um my tenth round pick. We we talked about in the Matrix episode about like what are you know some of the best sequels ever. Uh, I'm gonna okay. pick one of the best sequels ever. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. It's my eleventh pick two. in the draft. Okay. Wow. Okay. They tenth pick. Okay. I'm sorry because they they play death. They play this motherfucker yeah. in Twister. They play him in yep. Battleship. They play yep. him in Memory. They play him in Connect Four, and they beat death in every fucking game there is. They also come back with like robotic versions of themselves that are made out of like dust busters and paper yeah, mache. They start, they start beating each other's ass. I remember the robotic versions. Legion. They're like like amorphous like Muppets that are like fat and like greasy and like hairy. Then like it is absolutely nothing like the original Bill and Ted, and everything is shot with a Dutch angle. It's it's such a fucking master. They die. They're in the Star Trek scene where they're climbing a fucking cliff. Everything about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. The, Dutch, Dutch angle the whole movie is like an art house project about the dumbest shit of all time. It is it's such it's such a high art piece and, of and the 20th think, century. A producer or four pay for that. Like, oh, know, that movie was everywhere. Know, Bill and Ted's bogus know, journey. Like somebody put money in up. Like you know when you XP something, they yep. put money up. And at the very end, the, the the robot Bill and Ted walk on stage and punch evil Bill and Ted and knock their fucking heads off in front of a whole audience. <laughs> It's incredible. Dude, I watched the um the newest one. Oh, it's so Did bad. You see the newest one? It's so it's bad. horrible. I, it's but horrible. I watched it and I I, I woke up early and I started watching it. A half hour into it, it's so bad. And Eloise woke up and her friend was sleeping over. Right. And they both sat on the couch and they're like, "What the fuck is this, dude?" And they oh, you know, was so the bad. Kids, but they were just like they were blown away. They they were like. This was big when you were little. I was like, yeah, this was, was like the massive. biggest movie ever. This is everything. They're like, like, they're like, what is this? As good as Keanu is in in every Matrix movie, and every movie gets worse, he's still good. Yeah. Like he's still Keanu. He's so painfully bad in Bill and Ted's whatever reunion special. It's like really yeah. sad to watch, right? But it's Bill and Ted's bogus, it's really pathetic. But Bill and Ted's bogus journey is one of the greatest sequels of all time. So I want to throw that in there. So we got Man, 11th round, lightning round. You got you got to rewatch right. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. 
All right, so my number 11 pick is... Oh, real quick. Um, in, in Bogus Journey, they give death a Melvin. <laughs> they do. Give him a Melvin. Sorry. Wait, what's a Melvin again? Is Remember, it a it's a wedgie from the front when they grab him by the dick and they like, grab right. his dick. And they, like, oh, there's something on your pants. They grab his dick and they yank it upwards. Like, you get a Melvin to me. Anyway, go ahead. Why is it called Melvin? But no, I don't It's not know. a wedgie. It's, it's the inverse. It's like a West wedgie. Coast thing, probably. It's a West Coast, San Dimas, um, just San Dimas. So my number eleven is seeing dudes from The Wire and other things. Oh, classic! <laughs> Alaska is the one he watched three episodes of Treme. He's like, all right, I ain't yeah. the whole show is like, oh, I, I like watched, him I watched the, the whole the whole series of Treme. Yeah. Well, I, I gave up show, after season was like, two. I was out. On, I was out. You know the familiarity of the Wire characters, especially um, Bump. I love seeing them like on like a CBS sitcom. Like, oh, it's great! Dominic Lombardozzi like, um, on some show. Yeah, watching the last OG, and they got um, Oof. they got uh, oh, what the fuck's the character's name? I'm totally blanking on it. It's all right. Like, Side note: the go ahead. yeah, go ahead. Cast- Castro knows the one dude who's like a light skinned, bald, tall black dude who's like in the detective unit, season two, moving forward. He would mm-hmm. go to this fucking Atomic City Comics in Philly. And I'd see him every month buying comics, freaking the fuck out. Like, that's the dude from The Wire. Yeah. He would always be like under like Jay Landsman's thumb and shit, that dude. And he'd be fucking with Bunk all the time. Yeah. Wood Harris was always up in um, The Last OG for the whole last season. He was. Yeah, Yeah, you're talking about Z. He he was the first person to break up Marlo and the the, the shooting twice in the chest and once in the mouth. Correct. He's like 6'4, like 260. Yeah. Like light skin, white, dude, black dude. I mean, yep. He would, and he always be Atomic City Comics on Six and South. Shout out to that dude. Nice. James Ranzone was in It too. Oh yeah, he was terrible. Like that whole movie's trash. Yeah, Ziggy. Oh, Ziggy so bad. Great. Ziggy's great, but oh, wait, too, he, wait, Ziggy's in It too. Yeah, yeah. He plays. Uh, he plays the. What's that? Doesn't he die early in It too? I don't no, he makes it, it pretty far in. Okay, shout out to him. But he he plays. Remember the kid in the first it, the one that had the cast and was like a hypochondriac. Oh, that kid. Yes. Yeah, the kid. Yes, he the kid plays from a grown version of that dude. Yeah, the yeah. Kid from dude. Shazam. The casting was so good. It was, but the movie oh, man, just James. sucked. The movie's trash. Wait, but okay, yeah. okay. All right, Castro, eleventh round pick. Who you got? Eleventh round is great. One of projects or movies that show restraint to not create a sequel and or a second sequel. Mm. Mm. That would be things yeah. like no, no franchise. Watchmen. Um, mm. um, um, well, but this is a bad one. Um, Love, Lovecraft Country could have had another. But um, you know, showing restraint. Um, Memento is not more oh, than yeah. one. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm with it. I like that. That's, that's you, you, didn't, one-off project. you didn't need a Memento verse. The Memento verse. <laughs> yo, you, yo, you know, you know, you know, a movie back in the day would have definitely spawned a universe today. Willow. They would have made the Willow universe, bro. Mad Mardigan, all that shit. I, I get all of that, but it was like it didn't really catch. It didn't catch, like you know, like Lord. It was a big fucking stuff. movie. Yeah. Willow's a big fucking movie. It didn't catch because Neverending Story caught, and they had to, you know. Oh, same, I love same Never story. I don't exactly. even. Fu- I same, fuck with same. Bastion. I don't even fuck with Jonathan Bendis. Right. But one, but never any story court win, and that's why Willow didn't survive. True. Because that, Good point. that all that you know that adventure went to that Good point. But, all right. Sorry. I like that. Great one-off projects to show restraint. 
Uh, 11th round. I'm going with um, the snare drum on poison. The best snare in R&B history is the snare on poison. I'm, go- I'm going value. I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going high ceiling. So I'm going gotcha. with the snare on poison from Bell Biv DeVoe. Wow, that's, that's a 11th, good one. 11th, 11th round pick. All right. I'm, Bong, I'm closing out my, my franchise with my Brian Scalabrini pick. And um, this is this might be a controversial pick. It probably should have been higher in my rotation. But the who would you fuck skit from Supreme Clientele? Lady of Rage or Rod Digger? I remember that. Tyra's forehead big. Yeah, that's with Ty, Tyra got a big forehead. Naomi, yeah. no, Naomi got a big forehead or Tyra. What is that? Mary or yeah, Deborah nice. Cock. Now we talking that shit. Now we talking. They say, they say Deborah <laughs> Cock, not Deborah Cock. Cock yeah. Mary or Deborah Cock. And Me, when, it, when I see you, I'm along. Boom, right into child's dude. Point. Or even when they do like um what they say, Missy or somebody else, they start Missy or the brat. They're like the brat yeah. got them titties, she looking right. You know what I mean? Missy or the brat. Oh my god. Who, who you doing a stick up with? Lady of Rage or Rod Digger? They go, Lady of Rage, she coming through with the Afro puffs. Nothing <laughs> tough with the Afro puffs. Great value. Doing half your job. Rizzo's like, all right, I'm burnt off in this record. They don't even know I'm recording it. I'm pressing it. I'm walking to the bathroom. It's it's like, great, you know, great you know, call. They got they got the lyrics on Rap Genius. <laughs> and the background it was Missy song or Heather B. Missy or Heather B. Yeah. They go, remember, he's, like, that, I, I don't, he's like, that's irrelevant, God. I'm fucking Missy, God. I'm fucking Missy. I think that's... Uh, Janet or Chrissy. Whew, incredible. Incredible showdown. Yeah. So who would you fuck? It's, that's it's great. Wonderful. Great value in the 12th round. All right, Castro, yeah, last pick. You know. Your last pick, twelfth round. The rainbow of success. Oh, wait, let me think. Um, the camaraderie of black men, seen from starting with Boomerang and, and their, <laughs> their crew, Love making it crew. all the way to Atlanta and their three man crew. Wait, wait, wait. Now this nice. is like too many things. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. It's, it's not really. It's not really. It's the it's line. A, it's a continuum. The can, okay, the lineage. The you have the three-man black man crew where it fits certain categories. To okay. Me, it starts in Boomerang. It's because you got you got Eddie, David Allen Greer, yes. and Martin. Yes, and Martin. You you go you go through like house party. Um, Classic. You know, right? And then you um, I'm not gonna we're not gonna go. There's so many in between. Right. And you end up at Atlanta. I just wanted to mm-hmm. Darius, yeah, yeah exactly. Darius, Aaron, and, and Alfred. Oh my God! And in Boys in the Hood, you got Ricky, um, Trey, and Doughboy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like stuff like that. Um, and then even on, um, I don't know. I was watching. They, they come cut short. They, in the Cosby Show, it would be Theo, Harold, and the other guy. Oh, got passed away though. Mm. Big tall, um, big tall brother guy. But uh, you, y'all get my point. I'm getting right. tired. That 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 through line that continuum. Thank you, Les. Incredible. The three, the three, the three black man weave continuum. Astounding, astounding. Yeah, I, I like that. The three man weave. And um, Cole and um, Tommy, rest in peace, and Martin. Like that type of thing. Incredible. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Your twelfth pick. Um, when I think of the Brian Scalabrini pick, twelfth round guy, the guy who's just gonna be at the end of bench making people, or the guy or girl making people feel good. <sighs> I got a lot. I got a lot of options on my list. 
Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go tater tots, dog. Tater tots. Tater tots. Feel great. Tater tots? No one ever turned down tater. No one's like I don't want that shit. No, no everyone's like I'll They're take making a comeback too, man. Yo, you know what I do? Cashers gonna love us. I to drink though. Right, you need something to drink. Yeah, they got a little sodium. You got a little sodium. But I mean, it's 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 all starch. It's a fucking potato. But you get you you put the tater tot in the air fryer, which I did last night. You throw the tater tots in the air fryer for about six minutes. You pop it out. You shake it around. You throw it back in there for like four minutes. Boom! Right out the freezer in the air fryer. You dip them in the ketchup, or you dip them in the vegan mayonnaise. Fucking incredible. Highly recommend the vegan mayonnaise or regular mayonnaise, so whatever you got. Straight from the freezer to the air fryer. You know, yeah, you, you go straight from not. the freezer to the air fryer. Six uh, minutes, uh-huh. around four hundred degrees. Pop it after six minutes. Shake it around. Shake pop, it put around. It back in. You can shake it around so it, you know like they, they move, so they're not they're not getting all burned on one side. You, you, you jostle I them did, around. Here's where you lost me. I thought the shaking would be this is where you would apply some seasoning. Am I no, 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 no. You just, you, you, you just got, you got like, so, so they're not just in one, one no, uh, Cash, station. You do seasoning, you do vegan mayonnaise. If you have, yeah, so, I, I do the vegan mayonnaise. But you didn't, you didn't take time. Vegan mayonnaise. If you have the chives, yeah, you can spray the, you could do the chives on there. You can put the pepper, the salt, whatever you want. Throw it back in there no, for about no, no, four no, minutes. Not whatever I want. How do you season? It's not whatever I want. No, no, I, I don't do the seasoning because it already has a salt on it from the fucking freezer. I dip it in a ketchup or I dip it in a vegan mayonnaise. Wait, what do you mean salt from the freezer? How do you think the it's, freezer works? It's from fucking sodium. It's frozen. <laughs> it's in a bag. It's got 20,000 grams of sodium already. Why do I got to put salt on a tater tot? It's much more I went, I went to a spot a couple weeks ago and got some, like, you know, Probably. some like, hipster burger joint. They put Probably. Old Bay seasoning on it. Oof. I can't do that. It's proper. I mean, it's good, yeah. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Oh my First, god! What is Where is the seasoning on this piece of food? It's it's no. it's starch with salt. You don't need to put rosemary and paprika. Me a, you're giving me a chemistry lesson. It's starch with salt. Where the fuck is the seasoning, dog? It's got the salt because it's a freezer item. It's loaded with sodium. It's already salty. You know you what I'm saying? The preservatives, bro. The freeze right. I'm not making them from scratch. I'm not carving fucking potatoes. I'm not telling you. To, I'm not telling you to fry, blanch them, and put them in like <laughs> shock them with cold water, and then put it like I'm just look. I season everything I make. So I respect that. I if you dip it in the ketchup, you ain't got to season anything. You dip in the vegan mayonnaise, you're good to go. No, 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 no. no, no. The, the dipping condiments are not a substitute for seasoning. Let's just say yes, it is. The fucking condiment is the seasoning. Or what the hell. Or if you're an OG at the diner, wait, wait, if you're an OG at the diner, you get the fucking gravy. You dip it in the gravy. Boom. Tater toss with the gravy. You get disco fries, burrito fries. Oof. Dip it in the gravy, bro. Condiments and seasoning? Yeah. What what, what else are they? What are they? A meal? Mustard's a meal? Add-ons. The add-ons at the end. Whatever. Seasoning is part of the cooking process. I don't season the tater tot. I'm not with that. I don't have any. What am I going to season it with? Pepper, paprika, cornstarch, with the, uh, arrowroot. What am I putting on? The, it was this fucking garlic doom. Powder, okay, that's a good right? call. I love the garlic you powder. You're right. You do your first seasoning, which goes off. Then you, start a good call. you put it in your hand and you just take a pinch and press. I love it. I 
You're right. I'm lacking. All right, right, so here we go. I'll review the all-purpose, all-time draft for everything. All right, here we go. Team by team, we're wrapping everything up. Alaska's team. He's got the starting five of sleep. The last four episodes is some bullshit Star Wars thing. I mean, I fell asleep again writing it down. Sam Raimi, good credit. Hunter S. Thompson. That's a starting five. Alaska's bench is fuck you money. Growing up in the 80s, the minor threat cover of the monkeys stepping stone. Uh, Storm King Art Center. <laughs> Pictures of people wearing jig- <laughs> jig- <laughs> jeans. That's my personal. I, I think that, that that's a high rise of play right there. Um, uh, seeing dudes from the wire and other things. And the what was steel? Who the who would you fuck skit on Supreme Clientel? Twelfth rounder, great value. Um, Castro's team. We have a starting five. <laughs> ninety-two to ninety-three. Xavier McDaniel's. Excellent. Back to back X picks. By the way, second pick Malcolm X's gloved. <laughs> His yep. gloved hand. Uh, third pick Alaska and Breeze's uh, Hager eighteen flow choices. Yeah. Uh, that reminded him of Missy. Um, no, no, it reminded me of uh, Destiny's Child. Right, Destiny, yes, sorry, Destiny's Child. Um, Barry Sanders' strong decision to walk away before breaking the Russian record. <laughs> and then Octavia Butler. That's his starting five. Um, right. Then we have his bench is Vince Gilligan, mm-hmm. uh, the Spike Lee aesthetic, the mid to late 90s Seattle Supersonics with Sam Perkins, Dave McMillan, Detlef Shrev, Kendall Gill. Um, drugs. The oh. NBC, uh, the NBA on NBC playoff intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a great one. That's a great one. Uh, the great one off projects that actually showed restraint didn't expand into yes. universes. Love it. And then the three man weave of black men camaraderie on film from boomerang through television is atlanta i mean that, that's kind of all encompassing incredible I'm value thank you for that description. incredible value all right um my team my starting five is seinfeld at the center uh i got coffee running point point guard uh i got jean claude van damme doing a split time cop as my as my shooting guard <laughs> i got uh I got my best cereal, honey bunches of votes at the four. Right, just getting some rebounds, bagging down low, and I got Rayquan's vo- Rayquan's vocabulary at the three. He can just do everything. Rayquan's vocabulary. Um, my my six man off the bench is Elton John's Tiny Dancer. Uh, and then I have uh, Bob James Nautilus. Uh, I got Finnish Basements. I got uh, Dame Dash and Cameron Clown and Bill O'Reilly. You bad doggy. Uh, I got Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I have uh, the snare on poison, and then just just to make everybody feel happy on a bench to get everybody to high five. I got tater tots. Boom, season to run season. It's all good. So there you go. The all time. Yes. Yeah. We get the garlics, the garlic powder, the vegan mayonnaise. I go vegan mayonnaise. That's a good low cholesterol option for everybody out there. I want everybody to live long. So that's my choice. Boom. So that, that wraps up. Japanese Ooh, no, I never had. That's a great call, though. I've oh, had it on the sushi, right? 
The Japanese. A lot mayonnaise? of people are starting putting this this Japanese mayonnaise in their recipes. It's called like, Ooh. and it gives it some other either the help for the texture or help for the taste. But I've seen like all these new recipes the last two years. <clears throat> they get your um Japanese mayonnaise and they're making you go to like Chinatown to buy the shit. Really? Wow. Yeah, look it up. It's very much prominent in modern cooking. I I don't know what the hell is going on because I was trying to do some recipes and I keep looking. I'm like. This one wants this man. Like I have to, I have to go That's find because it's like it's like imper- imperative. Incredible. It's doing, but it's definitely in our modern cooking days. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, yeah. from I mean, this is the stuff you could only get here in Co-op culture from Jenko jeans oh, yeah. to fucking yeah. to Malcolm X gloved hand in the movie to good credit to Hersey Hawkins to Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I mean, we, 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 this is the essence of the entire show. 125 yes. episodes deep. Uh, these are bones. These are the molecules. Incredible. The molecules. Um, yes. And for all our Patreon subscribers, this year we started a new little format. It's called One Shots, where one of us just does like a five to ten minute rant on whatever we feel like that wouldn't make a full episode. But you get those for the moment exclusively only on Patreon. So if you fuck with us on Patreon, you're going to hear me talking about uh i forget what i talked about and then alaska talking about uh indie rap motherfuckers as tourists that aren't they're actually afraid to rap and then uh i'm gonna drop another one on i I summarized the entire plot of spider-man 3 with toby mcguire so that that's coming so there you go so so fuck with us on patreon patreon.com backslash co-op culture podcast uh twitter we're out here co-op cold pod Instagram, or do I YouTube, leave a message, or most of our episodes and make it to YouTube eventually. True. And go to the iTunes and leave a message um, on the uh, yeah, man. like Spotify is everybody does Spotify, but yep. you know, go to your iTunes, um, podcast playlist. Um, follow oh. us on Twitter. Call out cultists. Call out. Call out cult. Right. Call, yep. out, call out cult pod. Call out cult pod. Okay. Bong. Follow us there. Yeah. Follow us on our Facebook. Um, Zilla is, is a tourist, so he, he casually observes Facebook. I will never be on there, but no, I'm, I'm on TikTok all day, man. Me and Griff. Oh, now, so, look, so listen to Follow me on TikTok at Zilla Rocket. I got 13 followers. Love TikTok. Love it. But we are the bastions of our technology. We will not be left behind. We utilize what we have in front of our faces and we weaponize what we learn from our past. Incredible. All right, dude. I'm never gonna be on TikTok. Just I'm, on I'm, everybody. Me, me and Jason Griff on TikTok. Like, would somebody What's buy that? it? Would NFT. Yeah, Shablau of course they'll buy a Shablau NFT. NFT. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it though. I'm, I'm, me and Griff are doing the NFT deals, bro. This is you guys don't even know about this shit. Me and Griff talks about this all day. And shouts to Griff and uh, and Sporting Records, the East Hampton Polo Boys, with our late great friend Scorsese. That might be out by the time it drops. Yeah, or, it might be out. Yeah. If, it should be out because it's this it's friday yes and then uh me and uh i'm i'm putting out andrew record andrew's album uh the rain knows what it's doing pre-orders up now tapes are selling very rapidly so shouts everybody ordered a tape we're putting them out on vhs they're called a single ray vhs box so we got vhs uh tape boxes are selling out plenty of cds uh dad hats we're gonna have a lot of merch for that so Nice. That's everybody fucking with the, uh, the Andrew record so far. It's dropping February 15th. There you go. $3pistol.com. Cool. That's about you it. Got anything else? A promo, anything current? Uh, oh, um, 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 Fremrock has just released the vinyl version of his album, Low Bear and Crow's Feet, as well as the CD version, which includes a bonus song called Bardo, where it's him 
and Billy Woods waxing poetic over in evidence. Ev. Nice. Incredible. Don't miss out. Don't sleep. Don't narcolep. Whatever it is you do, don't do it. That's very dope. Finals ready. Y'all were asking us for it. Finals ready. CD is ready. Y'all were asking for it. Another quick side note, my CD will be available soon. I've had a couple of people ask me directly. Um, but um, I don't want to put a super, super date on it, but it should be available by the end of this month. We will have an email blast. Um, get everybody in line for that. And that's just the little Robert Hutton CD. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell yeah. It's, on, it's out digital now. Um, and oh, I, on for a few months. And I actually do it. have some news. Um, Griff and I did another run of Human Zoo CDs. Nice. So those are going to be dropping soon. Um, we, yeah, they're, they're going to be dropping soon. We did some stuff with Super Duty Tough Work where they're going to announce it. Um, it's going to come come soon. So we have them on hand. No, it's just it's just new CDs, same artwork. Just did, did a run. We got them on hand. So, yeah, second press. Yeah. All right. So they're coming soon. Shouts to you guys, man. Shouts to Griff and the human yep. zoo. Awesome. Well, that wraps up another weekly edition of Co-op Culture. I am Zilla Rocket. That is Alaska. Curly Castro. Follow us. Fuck with us. We thank you so much. So much. Wow. 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 W